0: From our studios in North Florida, it's In Black and Right. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages. Welcome again to the Tuesday edition of In Black and Right the new definition of color commentary. I am, as always, your host, Jerry Brooks, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, your tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America, and, well, I'm the guy who's keeping watch, or at least one of millions of Americans keeping watch, and today it is exactly three weeks, 21 days, until Election Day. And ladies and gentlemen, it's getting more and more intriguing all the time. I mean, seriously intriguing. When I'm seeing states that were leaning very much Democrat, like the New York State Governor's Race, Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul, according to Real Clear Politics, New York State is a toss-up, which is like, wah. I'm, I, that, that one kind of made me scratch my head. Uh, but, and I'll get into a little bit more of that here in just a second. But uh, before I get really too heavy into today, uh, always you can uh, send us email at inblackandright at gmail.com or you can check out our website, inblackandright.net. Plenty of ways to get a hold of us, including all of our social media, including True Social, Getter, Rumble, uh, Locals, uh, trying to do more with locals uh, this year and in well into next year. But yeah, and oh, Parlor, don't want to forget Parlor, and True Patriot Network and Instagram. So we are all over the place in many different respects. And um, we're definitely looking forward to it. Uh, we're still planning, uh, in black and white, to do a live stream on election night. Uh, hopefully from the Ron DeSantis re-election party, wherever that may be. Uh, we haven't been uh, give, been privy to the location of the party. But I definitely will be somewhere in the great state of Florida, having a wonderful time and celebrating the red tsunami wave whatever term you want to use to let the left know uh you're done i mean you're like way done please give us a break but i've always said and i've been saying it and i will continue to say it until election night november 8th is just the beginning we got a lot of work to do so wherever you are in the country Uh, Even states like Oregon, a, a state I know well and gave up on a long time ago, apparently it could get its first Republican governor in 40 years. 40 years since Oregon had a Republican governor. And believe me, if that's the case, yeah, miracles do happen. And in New York State, that is Normally, incredibly blue, but yet Lee Zeldin is right there with Kathy Hochul, who's running for governor. She was she's not running for re-election because she was appointed after uh, Andrew Cuomo got the boot uh, for his uh, shenanigans and peccadilloes. So yeah, Hochul is running for governor, and she's not exactly doing herself any favors especially when you've got New York City that is so ridden with crime. Pennsylvania is another state where you've got Philadelphia becoming sort of the new crime capital of the Northeast. And it is on pace to exceed the homicides that it had last year. And Josh Shapiro, the attorney general of Pennsylvania, who's running for governor as a Democrat, uh Well, pretty much he's been AWOL and doing his job to protect Philadelphia. Plus, you've got a uh, George Soros bought and paid for prosecutor who won't do his job either. So go get him, Doug Mastriato, because otherwise, folks, oh, it's going to be a mess. I mean, it's already a mess, but it's going to be an even bigger mess. Because these people will be so emboldened and so arrogant to think that nobody can touch them. No. Well, uh, we the people say, I don't think so. So no. I mean, there's all sorts of incredible things going on in the polls. Uh, you still have the fascinating the uh, race in Arizona. Carrie Lake, the Republican nominee trump endorsed and everything uh trump's uh ticket of all stars uh with lake abe Hamaday for attorney general mark fincham for secretary of state and all the members of congress uh who are running throughout the state of arizona katie hobbs that woman is a full-blown racist okay she is And I know that's going to make some people angry, but, well, too dang bad. As a black American, I can pretty much figure out a racist uh, with a little bit of work. Yeah. So, no. So don't give me any crap about that, because I'm sick of it. I mean, we've even got... it Right here in the part of Florida I live in, had the pleasure yesterday of interviewing uh, a state senate candidate in the district I live in. Former football great, native Floridian, played, was an all-American at Florida State University, Corey Simon, great guy, but oh man, does he get grief, like every other black conservative, that somehow a man like Corey Simon, who played football, I said, the man is not a meathead. Nowhere close. He is intelligent. He is articulate. He has a very clear sense of his convictions and what he believes. And he's looking for even more greatness for the state of Florida. In in this Senate District, which is State Senate District 3, I say, great! Fabulous! I love it! Uh, And Yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah, he can hurt you if he wants to. But he's not the kind of guy. He wants the best for people. When he left the NFL, he did a lot of work in North Florida uh, with kids. Started a foundation to help mentor kids who are in the foster care system. Coaches Pop Warner football. uh, And a lot of kids who might be Uh, At-risk youth are doing positive things, playing sports. Uh, Corey Simon was also the CEO of Volunteer Florida, which is a huge volunteer organization uh, throughout not just the state of Florida, but it's also a part of AmeriCorps, I believe. So yeah, but because Corey Simon is black, he's running as a Republican, has many conservative convictions that somehow well he's an extremist he's an extremist he's going to take he's going to stop a woman's right to choose blah 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 it's it's all lies it's all full blown lies because already Florida has addressed the abortion issue with a 15 week ban yes we, the Florida legislature already took care of it, and he wasn't and he's not in the Senate. He, he is a first-time candidate. And I think it's great because the concept of a black conservative is still lost on the mainstream media. It's still lost on the Democrat Party, and apparently some of their candidates seem to still believe that racism somehow is OK. Katie Homs is a great example of that out in Arizona. That's why she won't debate Carrie Lake because Carrie Lake is smart. Carrie Lake is brilliant. She's tough. She doesn't have to go all crazy on somebody. She's in the media she's been in the media, so they know how she knows how the uh the media plays this. She absolutely knows. But nope, no Katie Hobbs. She's adopting the Biden bunker basement strategy and hoping that The media will carry her water all the way to a win, and I don't think so. Latest polls out of Arizona are showing Carrie Lake ahead by about three points or so, but she's still ahead. Katie Hobbs has not done herself any favors, so yes, they are still predicting it's going to be a red wave, and in states like Nevada and Arizona, with the Senate race is either really close or the Republicans are a little bit ahead. But it's still going to be an amazing race in Arizona because Blake Masters can win it. Absolutely he can win it. And, Matt, and he's got help. Not from Mitch McConnell and the other uh, establishment rhinos in D.C., but he's got help. And it just needed a little bit of an investment, a little bit of a push. And Blake Masters, in three weeks, can cross the finish line and unseat Mark Kelly. And the Republicans get a pickup. Yay, yay, yay. Happy, happy, joy, joy. So, yeah, there's a lot going on uh, as far as that. But, uh, oh, my goodness, excuse me. I am just having, ugh the hardest time i mean fall is kind of come here to florida and i'm like Ooh, it's a little cold but it's okay i'm still gonna keep going i've got three weeks left and i am not gonna stop not for anything but my goodness joe biden has been a very 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 busy boy i mean oh my goodness Uh story out of breitbart Joe Biden is going to be announcing a release of 10 to 15 million more barrels from our energy, our emergency energy reserves before the midterms to continue the illusion that, oh, gas prices are coming down. We're doing that. It's like you've squandered it, Joe. You've totally squandered it. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve is not to do what you're doing. And to sell about a million barrels of it to China? Dude, the impeachment charges are getting more and more uh, out there. They're become- it's getting exposed. And you're getting exposed. And believe me, there's plenty more going on with the Biden crime family that really makes Joe very much at the mercy of the communist Chinese. But, yep, he's planning to release 10 to 15 million more barrels. Now, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, right now, is at its lowest level since 1984, the time of Reagan. It has never been that bad. Now, of course, here's Donald Trump, the guy that people seem to hate and they're really dumb for doing it, he bought, he filled the entire strategic reserve. Filled the whole thing right to the brim. And oil at the time was at $20 to $30 a barrel. That's a bargain compared to today. $20 to $30 a barrel for oil. Trump filled up the reserve And didn't spend that much money. Now, if Biden actually had enough sense to try and fill the uh, reserve again, he's going to be buying oil at over $80 a barrel. $80 a barrel could be more uh, by the end of the year because winter is coming. I mean, there's cold weather uh, up in the Great Lakes region. Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin—it's coming to the Northeast. Heck, even some of it has come all the way south to here in North Florida, Jacksonville, in the mid-sixties today for a high temperature uh, along the Florida Panhandle. I mean, I mean, sure you're not going to have that problem in Miami, you know, because it's way too south, but still. Uh North Florida is getting cold. And I'm willing to bet there are people who are going to be turning on their heaters because we're going to be talking about some record cold at least up in the Florida Georgia line uh right near where I live. It's going to be cold for at least a couple of nights and like and this is mid-October. Not mid-December, not mid-January, but mid-October. And yet, for the parts of the country that have traditionally very cold winters, uh, yeah, the price of natural gas for heating and heating oil, they're going to be up. In Europe, it's still going to be a mess. And they're going to have to spend even more to keep their homes warm. This is why a lot of countries in Europe, especially Northern Europe, In Scandinavia this is why people uh, in Sweden voted for a new conservative government this is why Italy voted for a new conservative government and gets a their first female Prime Minister uh, out of the deal and she sounds like MAGA she sounds pretty MAGA Uh, you just have to do it in Italian but she's an amazing lady I mean, she is pro-life. She's a mom. She's uh, all for Italian sovereignty. Forget Brussels and the EU. Wow. This is, that. that's pretty amazing stuff uh, right there. Uh, and, of course, we've got the, uh, <laughs> oh, mercy. This is kind of fun to me reading this story. It's pathetic, but it's fun. Now, Biden has too many mental midgets in his cabinet, far too many. Uh Energy Secretary Granholm, uh, she's a real dingy. She, she's a, just an absolute dingbat. Uh, and of course, my personal favorite mental midget of the Biden administration is preachy Pete Buttigieg, transportation secretary the man was never ready for prime time not when he was the mayor of south bend indiana he wasn't exactly well liked uh now as transportation secretary i mean that man has screwed so many pooches there are dog breeders crying everywhere the uh, supply chain issues are still there gas still there Diesel for truckers and farmers. Still a problem. And it's sad. And of course, you know, Pete says some of the dumbest things. And this past weekend was no exception. Now, preachy Pete Buttigieg, progressive Christianity's golden boy. Ugh, what a doofus. Anyway, so he's on ABC's This Week. This past Sunday, and there's good old George Stephanopoulos uh, trying to deal with this guy and trying to make him look like some type of a genius. But one of the things that Buttigieg said, I mean, some of the things were just like, wow I mean, you, you you have to, if you actually have a sense of fairness and critical thinking skills, you just go, w- What What the heck? And you're scratching your head? I mean, good grief. Here's what I mean. And this is from Preachy Pete on ABC Sunday morning. Uh, that He said, Democrats are actually having a difficult time campaigning because they've been too successful. That's a quote, folks. Democrats have been too successful? I have to wonder if... Did Pete not take his meds that day, or is he just a full-on liar? I'm tending to lean for the latter, but the fact that he actually even said it on a Sunday morning news show, just, that was pretty ballsy to me. So anyway, Preachy Pete continued and told George Stephanopoulos, Democrats are proud of their many accomplishments, such as the American Rescue Plan, what the hell? (laughs) The American Rescue Plan and the Inflation Reduction Act didn't do, it didn't rescue America and it didn't reduce inflation. It is a huge outlay of money I mean, they're—I mean, they're spend the Biden administration is spending like drunken sailors, which is an insult to drunken sailors everywhere. Ay yi ay ay. I mean, if he honestly thinks that he can fool people with this, I don't know if he's just plain goofy, or he thinks that Americans are absolute idiots. Those are the only two things I can think of when I think about what he said the context in which he said it and I just go wow I mean okay just one more quote from the great preachy Pete I do think we run the risk in some ways having achieved so much legislatively makes it hard to talk about it all at once because there are just so many accomplishments and I'm thinking to myself If he's trying to be sort of a, you know, spokesman, cheerleader, whatever, for a guy like Joe Biden, um, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Pete. You you and your husband need to go back to Indiana with your twins because y'all are going to be a full-on mess, and you need to freaking resign. Go back, do your thing, because after November the 8th, Uh, If you want to stick around for this nonsense, you're either one brave soul or a full-on moron. I mean, I'm sorry. There have been no legislative accomplishments. And every single solitary poll that I have seen, regardless of who does it, the two big issues are inflation and the economy and practically every poll. Now, Democrats are still under the mistaken belief that, oh, it's about abortion and climate change and this and that. It's like, no. Practically every single poll I have read and seen has been, In abortion and climate change don't even make the top five And in some polls, it doesn't even make the top 10. So, you know, Biden can scream all he wants to about, all we have to do is hold the majorities in in the House and the Senate, and we're going to get a national abortion bill passed. We're going to codify Roe v. Wade. I'm like, "Mm, no, sorry. Reality check, Joe. Reality check, Petey. Uh... No, no, and no. Your elitism, your complete disconnect from reality, and your complete and total contempt, not just Joe Biden, but you and Granholm and all the other cabinet secretaries, Uh, no, people are ticked off. I mean, they don't have to really go far to find out how bad things are screwed up. You even have CEOs and a very healthy majority of them in some surveys, who are are preparing for an even worse recession, and we still don't even have the third quarter GDP numbers yet. And they are coming, folks. I mean, they're going to probably try and hold it off as long as they can until afterwards, but it's like, mm -mm, nope, the third quarter's over. And whatever you try to do, To delay the release of the GDP numbers, uh, it's going to validate a lot of people's uh, instincts that we are in a recession. We've already had two quarters of negative economic growth. Let's see if we can keep the streak going and make it three. I mean, my goodness, families, the average family has lost over a lost $1,000 per month under Biden. They have $1,000 less per average to to work with. They've lost trillions of dollars, not billions, trillions of dollars in the market. 401ks are absolutely tanking in some cases. They've lost an awful lot of their value because of the markets. Because of the spending, the out-of-control spending. And folks, I'll tell you, after the midterms, watch what happens in the lame duck session before the new Congress gets seated in January. It is going to be a spending orgy, the likes of which I've never seen in my lifetime and 25 years of doing media and following politics. It is going to absolutely be insane. It's kind of like the Democrats and the Rhinos' last hurrah and the last middle finger that they're going to give to the American people before they go go off into their separate ways and go into private life as civilians and not members of Congress. So this is going to be interesting to see how a lot of these people survive. It's going to be real interesting how they do that. Now, so there's that. Then of course, here's the here's the Bidens again. The Bidens and this is great. I love John Solomon and Just the News. It is a great website and I've said it before a time after time after time. John Solomon and his team at Just the News are five star. He is a five-star investigative journalist, one of the best. And he just released a story today saying that Biden's, the Biden crime family, and he's got the receipts, the Biden's got, the whole Biden family got an interest-free, forgivable loan from China. Ooh, excuse me. Now, This happened back in 2017 when, let's see, a business email and new information that has been released by Senator Chuck Grassley exposes China's effort to enrich the first family. I I love it. Um, And and I, (laughs) I love John Solomon's stuff. It's just kind of interesting. And I just love it when I can read some of his stuff because, like I said, the man does his homework. He brings the receipts. And God bless you, John Solomon. His story today in From Just the News. President Joe Biden has made waves this fall with his plan to forgive hundreds of billions of dollars of student loans, shifting the burden to taxpayers. Five years earlier, his family cashed in on a zero interest forgivable loan of its own from an energy company in communist China according to evidence in the possession of the FBI. (coughs) Mm, mm, mm. Okay, this is great. And there's some other interesting names as I'm reading a little bit of the article. I just wanna go down a little bit uh, in in the story, the Chinese company's leaders quote fully supported the framework of establishing the joint venture based on their trust on B D family. Started uh, stated a twenty uh, July twenty sixth twenty seventeen email from C E F C official, thus the Chinese uh, energy company to Tony Bobolinski a Hunter Biden business partner at the time. Well, we see Tony Bobulinski mentioned again and given his interview uh, recently with Tucker Carlson, Tony Bobulinski better watch his back because number one, there's going to be some type of investigation uh, into this. And number two, uh, you know, maybe he, maybe the Bidens Uh, have the same problem with people disappearing like the Clintons did or do so that's gonna be real fun to watch so yes now you want to tell me that and, and I just love when people in 2020 told me especially the woke Christians who were so stinking deceived and suffering from a major case of white guilt they're trying to tell me how moral Joe Biden is and Trump and this and that and the other it's like yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, you want to tell me how honest he is? It's like, try it now. How are you liking your boy. Hmm. How are you liking him? Uh it's a mess. He's a mess. And it's not going to get any easier from here, especially when you have Tony Bobolinsky, uh, who is a key witness and he's been turning over all kinds of information, emails text messages everything and oh this could get fun in a hurry especially in the judiciary committee of the house and the senate this could get real interesting in a hurry so this is one of those i believe it's to be continued type of story and just one last thing anybody remember the uh The Joe Biden September 1st speech in front of Independence Hall in Philadelphia with, you know, channeling his inner Emperor Palpatine. The only thing that didn't happen is that force lightning didn't come from his hands and his fingers. But the the whole speech, you know, with the dark red and, you know, these two Marine guards, I, I feel so bad for those young men. I really do. Because they have to be there as props for this clown. Ugh. But anyway, it drives me crazy, you know, who people like, well, you, you know, who somehow believed that, you know, it was a great speech. It's like, no, it wasn't. know, it wasn't. He prostituted the place where our republic began. It's like, and we are a republic, people. Oh, we're... Those mega Republicans, they're a threat to democracy. It's like, you idiots. How many times do you have to be told we are not a democracy? We are a constitutional republic. This is what Ben Franklin said after the Constitution Convention in 1787 We are a republic. And this whole talk about Threats to democracy, blah, 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 blah. Well, interestingly enough, after that idiotic speech, Harvard, Harris, Harvard University and and the Harris Poll found that 54% of the respondents in their poll said the address, quote, was an example of fear-mongering, unquote, while 46% of the presidents said the president's fears in the speech were justified. Well now, folks, I hate to break this to you, but uh no, it, that that speech was twisted. They it was absolutely twisted. And it didn't help. And it certainly didn't help with independence. I mean, there are stories now that women, independent women and well, women oh, women and independence. I mean, These are the people that the Democrats were uh, counting on in Nevada to help uh, Cortez Masto. Nope. More women, suburban women, and independents are switching to Republican in a 32-point swing. 32. 32%. Now, it used to be like know it was 14 you know plus 14 for the democrats among independents but it's switched and it's a major league swing 32 points it's now plus 18 republican so i don't know who the democrats are looking to come and save them i mean maybe they might be talking about these woke deadbeat college kids who are signing up by the droves for this student loan forgiveness, it's like, uh -uh. uh-uh. The whole student loan thing, yeah, you can have people signing up from now until until the second coming, but there are still going to be states who are going to fight. They're going to absolutely fight against this, tooth and nail, and a lot of them are going to be red states, and I'm willing to bet that Florida is going to be one of them with our Attorney General, ashley moody yay happy so i don't know what the deal is and we are tomorrow makes 20 days till election day so as i have once again said this is not the time to sit on your laurels this is not the time to just simply say okay i've done my part you know if you voted early uh uh-uh we got a ways to go we have to close the deal we have to have Poll watchers, poll workers, depending upon what state you're in, uh, be a poll challenger. you got to keep these people honest because the only way the Democrats win is if they cheat. Pennsylvania is a great example of this because you have certain election officials who have said they are going to accept mail-in ballots after November the 8th without dates no postmarks it's like uh uh-uh no 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 and they are right now being sued by the rnc apparently these folks in pennsylvania just and i've been saying it the cheat is on again and pennsylvania is going to be a major league monkey wrench or they're going to try to be a monkey wrench because this is an issue if you don't take care of it now it will come back and bite you real hard right in the backside. It is so. Yes, this is why you have to watch out, be vigilant, because the old saying goes, and it's still true: the price of freedom is eternal vigilance, and that definitely includes at the ballot box. So we're doing we do pretty okay in Florida, but trust me, uh, even though we have a great governor who's done a lot with election integrity. We still have problems here in Florida. Um, maybe not in this part of Florida so much, but we there is still Miami-Dade. And that is the biggest county in the state. So who knows what's going to happen. So at least for now, friends, I'm going to say so long. Tomorrow will be 20 days. 20 days to take our country back. 20 days to get things started In the right direction so take care everybody God bless you Uh, remember definitely vote there is early voting going on uh, in in some states Uh, if you want to go early make sure you do it in person do it in person because that way you're gonna if something goes wacky you just go hey hold up what's going on I came and did it in person so Huh. man, it's going to be crazy, but if we get November 8th right, it'll definitely be a huge beginning. That is for sure. So, good night, everybody. Take care. God bless. And remember, patriots come in all colors. <laughs>